What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smalley Talk Podcast. It's been a while. Uh, it's been a, been a little too long, but uh, we found a way to get together, even though we've been both busy. Uh, got Chris here with me. What's up, Chris? What's up, buddy? So, yeah, um, sorry for um, slacking a little bit on you guys. We uh, had a lot of things going on. I currently have a bunch of drywall mud and nastiness in my basement smally talk studios semi under construction and uh chris what you got going at your house uh yeah just moved into the new house already knocking out walls knocking out walls doing man stuff i definitely didn't hire it out it's all (laughs) stuff that i just did on my own just because i'm a man uh it is like a super emasculating like thing to like your wife's like hey we need to hire somebody to do something and you're like uh no i I could do it, and she just looks at you and is like, <laughs> yeah. "Dude, I I could give a crap less because right. I hate doing." But you can that actually kind of do stuff. stuff. Yeah, so it's like I can do stuff, but it looks like shit afterwards. Right. So. I mean, I I just can't like uh like the guy that was working on her house like comes in, he's like, "Are you just not like mechanically inclined?" I'm like, "No, uh-uh. <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it." <laughs> Like, no, Are you a pussy? I don't want to break a nail. <laughs> I'm an attorney. I yeah. make more money than you. I just threw I just threw a hundred dollar bill and Adam, wipe your face <laughs> off, you piece of shit. No, I, no. I mean, it's it's it is like embarrassing though. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I just don't. I'm so like unable. Yeah, but you can fish, so that makes up for it. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I found some mushrooms today too. Mm, did you bring some? Big old peckerheads. Bring some. No, I only found. Man, uh, I have like all these friends of, of mine that have found mushrooms and nobody's offered it. Dude, the Cloud me. Brothers have been going off on the mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Ben Cloud, where's some mushrooms? Yeah, at? hey, uh, how about come you on, give me some mushrooms in exchange for my bump board, you son of a bitch? <laughs> I tell you what, I will invite you on the podcast if you bring mushrooms with you. Yeah, he's still got. He's still holding my bump board hostage. He's been sending me newspaper <laughs> clippings every day. <laughs> I can't believe he still has it. This is the one he randomly found that you left somewhere. I, he it? found it on the road, I think. I think it flew, <laughs> it flew out of my drift boat. And he's like, hey, is this your... He like texted Josh, like, is this your bump board? Had a Quest for 23 sticker. Had a Quest for 23 sticker. Yeah, that's it's a pretty good indication. Yeah, not not cool. a not a hot selling item, believe it or not. So yeah, uh, yeah. I got a couple of those I got to mail out. So if you're listening and you bought bought some, I'll get them out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're available for purchase, but whatever. So today's episode, uh, it's a bit of a, it's, a, it's a, an episode that's a little near and dear to the old buttholes here. It's a, uh, a little profile. Is of, it the third installment of our yeah, Indiana third, River series? Third installment of our Indiana River series. First was a uh, White River, uh, and then we had uh, a professional guide, Mark Dixon, come on to talk about the tip of canoe, and then. Uh, today, our third installment is of uh, Sugar Creek. Uh, I know a lot of you guys are going to get boners when you hear that. So Either boners or they're going to get their boner shot when they hear that if they fish it regularly. But but it's the uh, Sugar how much Creek it sucks. <laughs> in west central Indiana. <laughs> it's honestly a piece of shit river. You shouldn't go to it. It sucks. 
you know, honestly, most of you should just tune out. Sandy. Tune out. It's a right ton now. of catfish and carp. <laughs> tune out. It, it is a catfish carp river. Almost no flow, no oxygen, bunch of dead stuff. Don't even worry about it. So, uh, but yeah, it's a profile of a, of a river that's you know. Uh, in the west central part of the states, it's pretty near and dear to the uh, to the uh, hearts of of your two uh, hosts here. Um, yeah, we kind of um, kind of home water for us, I yeah, guess. That's what I always call. It, even though we're not, we're you know, an hour from it, right? So you know, it's definitely we don't really have any water super close. White River is gonna be the closest, but it's kind of where we cut our teeth. You know, you know, when we really got into smallmouth fishing. That you know. It, it, Part of that is because Sugar Creek is just kind of known for its smallmouth. So I think of all the rivers in Indiana, if you had a smallmouth fisherman that wasn't from Indiana, that would be like the river. Oh, yeah, sugar. you guys have Sugar Creek out there. It's kind of what everybody thinks of when they think of smallmouth in Indiana. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, uh, when I was first kind of getting into this, you know, I fished the White River quite a bit, and I started kind of Googling around and uh, gave it a Google. And uh I took one of my good buddies up there, Chad Dunham. He's a listener of this podcast, so be prepared to be embarrassed, Chad. Uh, Chad, we went in my canoe. It was the middle of summer. The The flow was maybe 20 cubic feet per second, which you know we had no idea what we were doing, so we were floating down in a canoe. We ended up having to drag a bunch. And like the Queen of Sheba, Chad sat in the canoe and made me pull him for miles in that river. It was embarrassing. I've I, heard this story many times. He was hitting me with a with his fishing pole, telling me to mush. It was disgusting. <laughs> Didn't but he? It, wasn't he supposedly, quote unquote, injured? Yeah, it's like bad knees or something. I don't know from all the steroids. <laughs> calling you out, old Jungle Dunham. Yeah, Jungle baby. Uh, but anyways. So it's a, you know, this is a a pretty good river. I would say, you know, if you're a smallmouth fisherman in Indiana and you don't know about Sugar Creek, uh, your head's been buried in your butthole for about uh, the few last few years. And I want to clarify here, there, for some odd reason, there are actually two Sugar Creeks completely unrelated right. in Indiana. And I have no idea who right. ever come up with that. Like uh, uh, That's that's Indiana for you. A bunch of creative geniuses here. Yeah, we got two Sugar uh, Creeks. Let's also call it Sugar Creek. So, I don't I can't think of any other yeah. things. Any other, you know, flavors or other you know, I mean that's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. But there are you know, to differentiate the two, you have Sugar Creek. I don't I'd have to look at the counties, but down in kind of southern central Indiana, um, and that is uh, runs through um, you know like Edinburgh, yeah. Columbus type of thing. It goes through Atterbury. Um, that is the one we are not talking about today. That's actually a decent smallmouth river in its own right. It is. We yeah, fish it quite a bit. Um, but this is the more well-known Sugar Creek. It runs through, uh, you know, like Chris said, West Central. Yeah, like Turkey Indiana. Creek. Turkey Run. Know, or, I'm sorry, Turkey Run. Turkey Run, uh, Shades, State Park. Yeah, so, yeah, go ahead, Chris. Why don't you give us some stats on the headwaters and kind of where it runs through and, yeah, just some general information. Okay. Uh, Sugar Creek, um, like I said, like we said, West Central Indiana. It originates uh, kinda, in a farm field. Yeah, originates in a farm field. Uh just a few miles south of Kempton, Indiana, which is in Tipton County. That's like north of Kokomo. Uh, I think Tipton may be a city too, but uh, but anyways, it it flows generally kind of west southwest through um, 
like uh, Darlington or through Thorntown, Darlington, Crawfordsville, uh, down near Shades State Park, um, all the way down into uh, Turkey Run, and then eventually empties into the Wabash. Um, so it's you know it's it's a small size. I would I would definitely call it a smaller. I mean, it's called a creek, first of all. And I don't know what the distinction is between a yeah, creek and a river. Yeah, I don't think it's formal, but I would say this. Certain parts of it feel more like a river. Certain parts of it feel more like a creek. So upper part, you know, naturally any river, you know, is going to get bigger as it gets closer to wherever, you know, it, it empties out into. And Sugar Creek's no different. So What differentiates a river from a creek in Indiana? size. Is it the size? I think so. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, because, you know, like, it, it's no bigger than Flat Rock. Yeah. Or but... Flat Rock's no bigger than it until you go way downstream. But even, they're probably very similar in size. I would say they're, yeah, very so, similar. And yeah. Flat Rock's called a river sugar creek's. Obviously, I mean, maybe it's for the same reason that they have two sugar creeks. It's just like whoever was in charge was a, was a pure derp back in the day. And he yeah, just... I wouldn't say you know unless you're we'll we'll talk about the different sections, but you know I I call I I I feel like I'm river fishing if I'm down in the especially in the lower parts. You can float it. I won't say all year round, but pretty close to all year round. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm river fishing. I say I'm river fishing now. If I'm wading up. Upstream, I feel like it's more of a creek up there. Yeah, I don't know. Small man. I, river. I honestly feel like it's like it's just arbitrary. But anyway, so I yeah. mean, it flows. Uh, you know, it 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 flows generally southwest, empties into the Wabash. And I'm looking on the Wikipedia page. There's here's something interesting. Kind of cool. The uh, the Sugar Creek Gang is a series of 36 Christian themed children's literature books written by Paul Hutchins. It's based on this, uh, based on this river, on this yeah, creek, set in Thorntown, Indiana. Yeah. So if you're familiar with the Sugar Creek Gang, uh, sounds kind of dangerous. <laughs> it does. It's actually that's one more reason you should stay the, away from the, Sugar Creek. Did you see the title of that book? It's called The Swamp Robber. <laughs> uh, you should stay away from this violent. You should stay away from this river because there are gangs. Yeah. It's it's littered with violent sh- <laughs> yeah. children. Yeah. Violent youths. If you come back, if you park to go wade and come back and you have just rims, uh, or no rims, you're t- just tires. You just be prepared. You were warned by we've this podcast. Some, we've seen some odd things in this river before, yeah. though. Oh yeah, we, naked we, women. Uh, naked. We saw an, a woman's butt one time. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Just, it was. Uh, and it was like she was presenting. Actually, <laughs> I think we've told this a, story. Before. Have we told this on the podcast? I think so. yeah, it was really weird. And then the hamster story was from here. Um, I'm sure we've seen other. Weird no dildos. No, no dilds up there. This um, generally though, Sugar Creek, I feel. Is oh, here's one. Here's a weird one. Uh, the same area, actually, the same bridge that I saw the the hamster on, middle of the Hobo like bridge. Uh, yeah, the middle of the like cornfield, like out in the middle of like rural Indiana. There was a homeless person sleeping under this bridge, and like we like got to the river. And they like acted like they were just like hanging out, like taking it all in. They're like, oh yeah, I'm just like out here, like. <laughs> and then they like like rubbing their eyes, like just woke up. It was very strange. Uh, but she was she was a nice lady. <laughs> so a homeless a homeless woman. You don't yeah you know, don't see. I, I was like, why didn't you just sleep in your car? Because it was like rip rap. 
But uh, well, I was so uh, I was what I was gonna say is Sugar Creek is for Indiana is pretty clean stream. Yeah, I mean, as far as like not trash, I mean, who knows what the water's like? We probably yeah, all have. I'm like, talking ball about just visually something. speaking, it's pretty, and and it's actually pretty scenic, especially downstream. There's a, uh, you know, we don't, we're not gonna go through all the canoe routes, but let me tell you something. If you don't know where you're at on Sugar Creek and you're just kind of randomly going in the summertime, you're going to be uh, in for a surprise if you go on certain stretches because there are probably upwards of a thousand canoes that get launched there yeah. in the summertime and it's non-stop everywhere traffic. down like everywhere south of crawfordsville you're gonna hit canoe like heavy canoe traffic in the summers but but anyways and I mean, those we people can, do not care if no, you're fishing or not. They, they do not give an f i mean the tubers canoers i mean it's a rough scene you get you can get a couple good hours in in the morning and then about after 3 p.m but everything between like 9 30 and and 3 p.m on that river you're gonna have a you're gonna have company out there but uh but anyways you know i mean uh just to kind of give you a little bit more you know the the usgs gauge we use for out at sugar creek to kind of check on flows and things is uh, at crawfordsville so you can just google usgs crawfordsville indiana and that'll give you a good good flow information you know in the uh springtime you're looking at for probably an average of like 400 cfs um down into the summers you know you're looking as low as like 50 so it's a a, you know big change um big changes in the rivers and we could talk a little bit more about the patterns as we kind of go through this in some to kind of touch on it too the so he's talking about the flow and stuff floatability on this river is usually okay through like early summer so probably mid june ish depending on rain and stuff but it becomes pretty unfloatable about anywhere after like july yeah Um, i mean you can definitely float like down by shades but even that man even that gets super low like you can i mean you can i floated it in september before in my yeah i mean you can so you will drag though you will for sure. Yeah, you'll be doing some dragging. Yeah, but definitely upstream of Crawfordsville, you're not floating it, in, you know, in any time of the year other than like winter through like maybe end of May. Yeah, I'd say. But um, you can float you know, it now. Yeah, yeah. So float <laughs> it now. Enjoy enjoy floating it now. Uh, it starts becoming navigable at the county line between uh, at, at Mo- the Montgomery County line. Um, and it goes all the way down to the Wabash. It's it's uh, navigable. So that means, you know, and, and we plan on doing an episode eventually discussing the legality of wading in Indiana. But for, for all intents and purposes, everything starting at the Montgomery County line all the way down to the Wabash is navigable, which means that it's public up to the normal high water mark. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, Shade State Park that is there. Turkey Run is there. Um, so there's a lot of areas, too, that you can kind of take advantage of if you want to do, like, an overnight trip. Um, it's certainly doable on Sugar Creek. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's like Josh was kind of saying, it is very, very scenic. Like, especially if you get, when, once you get down below Crawfordsville and up above Darlington, very scenic, very, uh, you know, good-looking river. It doesn't really look like our normal Indiana rivers. It's pretty, 
pretty wild, lots of rocks, big boulders, high shale banks. You know, it's a, a very scenic river. Um, and, it, <clears throat> you know, uh, one of the things that, you know, we always do when we're looking at these rivers, we always look at like fish studies and things like that. Um, some of the facts that, that, the, DNR, that the DNR lists... Um, you know, that it says that out of all the, the different rivers that they kind of sampled, you know, of similar size, <clears throat> it says that uh, Sugar Creek is the most biologically diverse. So uh, it says several rare aquatic species, including the federally endangered club shell mussel and the state endangered gilt darter thrive in Sugar Creek. Um, and then where was that? I just looked up the gilt darter because I wanted to see what color it was. <laughs> I'm sure smallmouth eat them. Okay, where was the that biodiversity thing? So I, you know, I would say just some general characteristics of Sugar Creek is it's one of the reasons why it is a good smallmouth river is just the substrate is well suited for smallmouth. So it's very uh, rocky. Um, certain parts of it are, um, you'll have some like solid, like shale. Um, I think it's shale, like limestone yeah. bottom. And then you'll have a lot of broken up rock. It's just, you know, there are parts of it that are sandy, just like any river, but it hasn't been silted in as much as a lot of rivers around here. So very, very good substrate. And it is teeming with life. Yeah. Like, Here's the here's the quote from the from the fish study from uh, you know about ten years ago, from 1991 to 1995, 53 streams similar in size to Sugar Creek were sampled throughout the state. By far, Sugar Creek ranked highest in species diversity, with 71 species found, with the next highest stream containing 61 species. So, as you can see, I mean. Uh, just a, a super diverse river teeming with life. Like Josh said, I mean, it's got, you know, you'll go walking uh, through an area with all the little shelves and you'll see just thousands of bait fish. You'll see crawfish, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's uh mm -hmm. has healthy, like grass growth. I mean, it's just, there's a, just a, you know, everything seems to thrive in there. It's yeah. a very healthy river. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's generally what you're looking at. I mean, it's it's definitely atypical, I would say, for the state. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a, you know, it's a kind of the perfect size that you can get out and wade in. You can float in it. Um, it's a really great fly fishing river. I mean, it's got, um, you know, lots of different types of cover. You know, you'll get everything from kind of the lay down, scoured out sandy spots all the way up to like the traditional like rocky ledge like a deeper, like, you know, riffle, riffle hole, riffle hole, riffle hole, you know, that type of setting. So it's, uh, it's got a like little bit of everything said that riffle hole, riffle hole, riffle hole. Uh, so it's got a little bit of everything, you know, for everybody. So, uh, you know, like I said, it's probably one of our favorite spots to go, uh, mm -hmm. you know, if we got free time and stuff like that. But, um, now onto the fishing side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, access-wise, of course, our DNR hasn't done a great job of putting that together for us. But, you know, there are some traditional, like, DNR access points. Like, there's one... There's a couple of them, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, but for the most part, they're informal put-ins. You know, you'll put in at a bridge. You know, the farm. You know, the landowner will allow you to kind of pull down. Uh, you know, like in the Darlington area, that you can put in at the covered bridge there, um, and then at the bridge above that, the farmer allows you to kind of pull down and park underneath the, the next bridge upstream. So. Uh, a lot of spots like that, you know, a lot of like pull off the road and kind of there's like a dirt, you know, parking lot like midway through the Darlington stretch, which I think is going to be probably our, our hot stretch. Hot stretch. Uh, there's like another little dirt parking lot. So, you know, lots of informal spots. But I think that I think you can go on. Isn't there a website where you can look at all the access points? You know, the the best that I have found is actually a, um, it's paddling.com. So go to, go to paddling.com. Yeah. Yeah. That one. I, yeah. The Indiana outfitters.com. If you look at their, uh, sugar Creek and Indiana better though. Yeah. They've got, they don't really have a map though. They've just got mileage and kind of, you know, stuff like that. And it looks like it may be a little outdated. So yeah, there's a, there's actually an app, out there it's paddling.com app or just the paddling app and it has a uh, kind of a uh, i'm trying to think of the word i'm looking for a community input um, map and you can add you know put-ins and takeouts and it's actually really really uh, helpful okay there you go there's a there's a yeah there's a google map that you can go to if you google uh, Sugar Creek access points. See, I found it accesses it's, that aren't on there. It's like near the bottom. It's like three up. Google my maps, and and there are a bunch of you know pins that people have dropped uh, with access points. But you know, like I said, most of them are you know dragon. You know, if you're if you're floating dragon, or you know if you're waiting, you know you'll have to walk kind of down a hill through the woods, that type of thing. You know, and it's small enough to where you're not going to run into power boaters at all. Uh, maybe down... I have seen a John boat. Well, did it have an with a motor? Oh wow, I've yeah. never seen that before. I mean, it, it. You know, you don't run into. Okay, I guess you can't say you don't run into power boaters, but you don't run into a lot of power boaters. No. Uh, almost I mean, nobody. So yeah, you would. I mean, it was crazy. This guy, he had a John boat with a lawn lawn chair strap like bungeed to the bottom of it right. and he had a big push pole and he was like pushing off of stuff and then he like would fish and then he'd fire up his motor and right. yeah i mean he's probably checking on his moonshine still or something <laughs> like that <laughs> he was catching fish i thought it was funny. did you hear banjo music um no but he was he was he he said he had been fishing sugar creek for like 55 years yeah, and I then didn't he, didn't he say bit. like he had never caught a fish over? Yeah, <laughs> well, I had I had I'd caught uh, a couple nice ones, and yeah, he said he never caught anything over nineteen. There, I was like, oh, well, fifty five years. That's yeah. Well, you know, one thing, Sugar Creek is unique in that you know in the beginning of the year it's kind of traditional patterns. Like in the springtime, you know, you'll find them you know, with like crawfish patterns, you know, tubes, that type of thing, uh, you know, crankbaits, like all of that, just your traditional gear, you know, jerk baits, all that. One way that Sugar Creek is really distinct from a lot of places, you know, and uh, is, you know, in the summertime, it's, I mean, it's gin clear. I mean, it's so low, so clear. 
you can really see all the fish that are swimming around. And it's kind of depressing actually, because you fish at them all year and you don't catch them, but, but you know, it's, it's pretty low and clear. So one of the things that, uh, you know, that we like to do in the summertime to target the bigger fish is, uh, fish with terrestrials. So, you know, that's little tiny bugs on a long leader. Didn't you um, say Chad Miller which, yeah, popularized Chad, that? Chad Miller, I mean, I don't know if anybody else was really even doing that back when, you know, Chad Miller and, and uh, you know, I don't know who else, but they kind of, you know, about 20 years ago started kind of fishing those little bugs like Fat Alberts and Hoppers and stuff like that for, for smallmouth. Um, and it's very unique. I mean, they come up and sip them, and it's really, you know, like I said, it's, it's something... I don't think a lot of other places really have, you know, where they'll come up and really consume dragonflies frequently and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I think Chad was kind of at the forefront and, and yeah, he, you know, he, uh, he may not like the shout out. He may, I don't know, but, but regardless, he, uh, you know, he's definitely was on the, on the leading edge of all that stuff. So he's, um, you know, he still, he still guides up on sugar Creek. We actually ran into him last time we were, yep. um, out on I think the river. we mentioned that. We did? I think so. Yeah, but anyways, he's a, you know, guy that kind of started all that, but so it's it's really unique in that way, you know, dead drifting little bugs for big smallmouth is not something that you can do on a lot of rivers effectively, but since it's so low and so clear and there are so many fish, um, you know, you can you can get a lot of big ones to come up and look, um, for sure. You know, and that Kind of the, one of the ways that we know, you know, the numbers of fish and all that stuff is obviously being out there and catching them. But, you know, if you go to the DNR's website, you know, they have a pretty good uh, sampling report, um, you know, that shows kind of the, the number of fish uh, at the mile markers and stuff like that. You know, I'm not going to tell you exactly where they are. If you're listening to this episode and you haven't fallen asleep yet, you're Don't probably going to do it anyways. Don't be lazy. Go look it up yourself. Go look it up yourself. But I will tell you that there are parts of this river that have in excess of 800-some fish per mile, which is outrageous. I mean, <laughs> and you, you'll see it when you're out there. I mean, you'll see them all over the place. You know, not all of them are monsters or trophies, obviously, but there's a lot of fish up here. I mean, a lot. So, hmm. um I know. I'm looking at that section. That's a bunch of rock bass. So, yeah. Amen. And speaking of which, next year. there is one record fish that's come out of Sugar Creek. Can you guess what? <laughs> it's a rock bass, <laughs> three pounder, a three pounder in Hancock County, 1969. which is way upstream too. I mean, Hancock County is like, yeah. Isn't that like Plainfield? That's Hend- that's Hendricks. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think Sugar Creek runs through Plainfield. Where's Hancock County? Uh, maybe it's the other Sugar Creek. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's, it it's the other Sugar Creek. Oh. <laughs> no, no state records here. <laughs> Dang uh, it. Yeah, anyways. Um, yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, another another letdown with that two Sugar Creek thing. Yeah. Ridiculous. But Let's talk about, um, so we, we kind of covered the general... Mm-hmm. You know, info on the river. What? Let's let's get down into the nitty gritty here. Let's let's talk about how we catch fish on uh on Sugar Creek. So my history with Sugar Creek is I I really had success early on um, with crawfish imitators. So that was pretty much exclusively what I was fishing with. 
and uh, caught a bunch uh, on tubes and, you know, those that sort of thing. <clears throat> and, you know, you can see, I mean, the, the river has tons of crayfish in it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, got, it's full of crayfish. And uh, I remember one day you and I were out there and you were killing me on a white crankbait. Mm-hmm. Like, you were like four to one. And I was getting frustrated. And I actually, I think that day, I uh, I like refused to tie on a white crankbait for whatever reason. You do that every time. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I hate copying people. Like, yeah, it's like, I'll be like tearing them up on something. Like, hey man, I got one of these. Like, no, nah, I'll just stick with, uh, stick with this. Yeah, I don't know. So, you know, I just, I like to kind of blaze my own trail. I don't know. But anyway, so... I started thinking about it, and I actually think I did tie a crankbait on a little bit later. Yeah, probably caught... after I was out of your like eyesight. You're like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know. <laughs> so I tied one on, and then I it kind of clicked. This was a little later in the year. It was like midsummer, maybe. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. You know, I wasn't having any success on crawfish stuff. They must be really on a bait fish bite. So up until this point in my life, I had fished flukes a lot, but I had not fished them for smallmouth. I'd only fished for largemouth, and I'd always thought a fluke was like the best conventional uh, way to imitate a bait fish. Just you know the way it swims and it's really versatile. And uh, I remember the next time I went out by myself, and I I was like, hey, I'm just gonna take a pack of flukes and just throw flukes and dude, I annihilated them on it and. That was probably four or five years ago, and uh, yeah, ever since then, you know, you can ask anybody that knows me. You know, fluke is kind of my go-to. So, Chris is up here grinning. At me. <laughs> it's an understatement, but yeah. <laughs> I always have. It. So, and I've I've actually seen some guys here in the last couple of years with flukes on at Sugar Creek and. I gotta find something else. Um, yeah, but yeah, those you know the bait fish bite over the last probably four years has been crazy. Um, I'd say the second, my second favorite presentation there would be top water. So top water's usually pretty good. About now, maybe maybe a little bit later, maybe in like a couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely in a couple weeks they should be. I mean, if if we ever get you know fishable water again, it's been pretty warm out. I bet you that I don't know what the water temperature is now, but I bet you it's up there. Yeah, I mean, if the this water is about ever, the time they start hitting top water, I've caught them as early as April thirtieth on on yeah. top water with regularity. But um, yeah, I mean, I it's around this time. But again, I mean, the water's so dirty right now. I mean, yeah, you know, we're not going to be out there for a couple weeks, but. But yeah, man, I mean, it's a really great river. I've caught, you know, some of my biggest fish um, out there. I mean, I've caught, I think, three over 21 out there. And Josh has caught a bunch of nice fish, too. And, yeah, um, you know, it's a, it's definitely, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, and we kind of talked about this on the Tim Holschlag episode, you know, one of the things that the, the DNR's done is they've had, you know, since the early 90s, they've had a 12-inch limit out there. And then... You know, I think it was in the early 2000s they put in place that 20 inch slot limit, so you can. It's a full catch and release river. Uh, once it's navigable, it's it's full catch and release, uh, except for you can keep one 
a 20 inch or larger smallmouth. I don't know so. why you would ever want to keep smallmouth to eat. I mean, if you were going to keep fish out there, keep rock bass. You can catch as many rock bass as you can imagine out there. Tie on something really small, and those things will just, you know, they'll tear it up. And I've heard rock bass are actually good to eat. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I've heard that too. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, once they put that 20-inch limit in, you know, I, I, I mean, I think that's kind of what they're trying to foster, that trophy fish environment and you know, so far, I mean, whether it's that or whether it's just people kind of, you know, the the word is out on catch and release, you know, whether it's that or, or the regulation itself, I don't know. But regardless, the, uh, you know, people, you know, the fishery is thriving. Again, I mean, global warming is doing, you know, we're very pro, we can't tell we're pro global warming, um, here on this podcast, but you know, something that I thought was interesting on the fish survey that we were looking at is, you know, the age of these upper end fish, um, you know, are eight to nine years old, which I thought they were older for some reason. And maybe, maybe they are that maybe that's old data, but, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, eight to nine years for those kind of top end nineteen to twenty inch fish. Um, let them go, let them grow. Yeah, I mean that's still not young. I mean eight eight to nine years for a fish. I think most people would be surprised by that. But you know, I think if you go further north, that's when you're looking at kind of the you know eighteen to nineteen year old fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought they would be older for some reason. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think. Like I was saying earlier, up north, I think they're a lot older. I think a 20-inch fish in Minnesota is probably 13, 14 years old. I yeah. Down here, they just grow a little bit faster. Yeah, and so, they die faster. Obviously. Yeah. Um, what about uh, what about fly fishing, Chris? What's your kind of go-to fly presentation? Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, terrestrials in late summer. Um, I haven't seen you fish a ton of terrestrials, I yeah, I mean, I do it a lot. I mean, you, most of the time uh, in late summer, we don't do a lot of fishing together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, terrestrials are... And then, you know, I kind of go from like, uh, you know, from in June and then early July, you know, I kind of... I do fish a lot of topwater out there, so I'll fish, you know, kind of the bigger boogle bugs. And then kind of as a summer progresses, I'll, I'll switch and I'll even dead drift like a size six boogle bug, like a green or a, or a black one or blue does well out there too, but I'll dead drift those and they eat them the same way. So if you don't want to buy terrestrials, I have found just as much success drifting a boogle bug as I have, you know, drifting a, you know, fat Albert or something like that. But, you know, those are the summer patterns, uh, in the spring, um, you know, I, I do well with crawfish imitators. So like a low water cray or a mad yabby, um, you know, last year I caught, um, a, you know, 20 and a half incher on a low water cray on the, uh, hot stretch. Hot stretch. So the hot stretch for this, uh, this episode is the Darlington covered bridge. Um, all the way down to what's the road that you take out on? Uh, Isn't it 175? I was gonna say 175 or 275. I can't remember. Yeah. And there are people that are gonna be cussing at us for saying this, but uh, <laughs> you know that's all right. F them, anyways. When they have their own podcast, they can not talk about anything if they want. Yeah, I mean, 
But you know, it is what it is. I mean, you know, the way that we look. So this is kind. Of, this is we kind have, of opening up a different. This, we floated this stretch a lot. This is kind of opening up a different conversation. But the way I look at. The way I look at this, 275 is the takeout. So the the, the put-in is at the Covered Bridge um, just uh, west of Darlington. Takeout is at 275. Um, you know, and there is a cab service out there. Um, what's the name of that cab guy that's out there? I don't know. You, you're the one that called him last time. What was the name of it? There's a cab service in Crawfordsville. You can find him on, on the Google machine, but... But anyways, you know they'll cool. give you they'll give you a ride. But uh, you can put it in there, the covered bridge, takeout two seventy five. You know the takeout two seventy five is a little rough to be honest, um, if you're floating. Um, but you know, just be careful. Uh, you can pull down off the left hand side of the road after you cross the river. You'll pull oh, off on the left side. I'm sorry, of the road. it was the wrong bridge. It is one seventy five. Okay, well it was one one seventy five for all of you people that. Didn't listen this long. I'm sorry, but it's 175. It's it like might be six... 375. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Josh. He's like trying to obscure it, but but uh, you, you know, it's like a six mile stretch. So you know, about six hours out of your day. Um, lots of high end fish there. It's a it's a great great part of the river. But um, you know, my view on it. You know, all these people are like, oh, well, you shouldn't be talking about these spots and. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't really give a shit, first of all, what you think, because I'm going to say what I want. Second of all, uh, the way I look at conservation and the way I look at this is if we could get more people out there that are going to enjoy themselves and, and see that how great these resources are, the more people are going to be out there lobbying for them and trying to take care of them. And, and, and the more people will understand, like, you know, we have to protect these resources and, you know, I, I look at I look at it that that way. I mean, people can go out and not catch fish and not have a good time, and then they won't give a shit when the next thing happens that's going to pollute the river, or or you know they won't care about the trash in the river. They won't care about all that stuff. I look at it as like if they're going out there, they're catching fish, they're having a good time. They see the best parts of the river. They're gonna you know be as passionate about it as we are, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to grow the community of smallmouth anglers in Indiana. We're trying to, you know, improve the culture. And, you know, sorry about you if you lose your, you know, you lose your favorite little honey hole and somebody else is going to be out there. You know, that's the other thing about Indiana is like, you know, we don't hardly run into anybody out I there. I feel like you're on a soapbox right now. No, because I can just hear all these, you know, I can just hear them out there just like, oh, my spots. I, I don't care. Well, here's the thing. I mean, a river, if you if you looked at any river and you know that there's fish in it and you know the fishing is potentially good, like, it doesn't take a genius to find put-ins and takeouts. I mean, for one, there's websites that list them. So if you're, like, savvy at all, you can find them. And for two, I mean, it's a public resource. Like, I mean, we're not trying to hide anything. And uh, honestly, you know, Sugar Creek is a great river, but it's not like there aren't other rivers that are as good or, you know, I won't say there's like any that are head and shoulders above that, but there's definitely rivers you could go and have better days on than Sugar Creek. Yeah, I mean, there's two rivers that we've already profiled. I mean, White River, you can have a huge day on White River. You can catch bigger fish on White River than in Sugar Creek. Tippecanoe's the same way, but, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I I don't know. It's a little bit smaller, so people tend to lose their 
lose their canaries over it a little bit more, you know, putting out yeah. spots and whatnot. But and there's like six smallmouth rivers in India, so it's yeah. like you yeah. know, there's just not, there's no, you know, it's like the Ozarks. Those guys do all that Creek X and stuff. But there's like 50, 60 rivers there, so it's you know, it's a, it's pretty easy to figure out if you are interested in catching smallmouth in Indiana. Like you're gonna find Sugar Creek pretty quick. So. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a good resource for sure. Um, you know, get out there, explore it a little bit, and um, sure take you'll care find of it too. Yeah, I mean, take care of it. You know, pick up trash if you see it. Um, you know, if you see anybody, you know, trying to take a big string or a smallmouth, just go punch him in the face because that's what I would do if I saw somebody doing that on Sugar Creek. Um, this this podcast does not promote battery or well, assaulting speak people for yourself. on the river so speak for yourself as an attorney i can legally advise you that you should not be punching people in the, fa- in the face unless they're the trying to take small mouth <laughs> okay yeah. yeah yeah we'll allow it i have i have legal protection you do <laughs> i do what is it sitting right next to me oh god oh <laughs> um no, I mean, Sugar Creek's a good good river, you know. It's uh if you haven't been on it and you like to fish for smallmouth, um, you know, go fish it, go explore, go try it out. You can try our hot stretch. Yeah. Darling you... Darlington down to what is the bridge again, Josh? I think it's like eight seventy five. Two seventy five. Yeah. One um, seventy five. Was it one seventy five? Yeah, one seventy five. It's eight. 775. <laughs> 175. Yeah. Good good 6 mile stretch for sure. Yeah. So. Um that one, you know, you you can park park there at the covered bridge if you see a couple cars there, you're going to be floating behind people all day. So just just an FYI. You might want to get and, there early. And those two people might be us. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Very yeah. well could be. Yeah. yeah. Um we've definitely beat that stretch up in the past, so yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it's a long river. How how long did you say it is? It's like ninety three miles. Yeah. off the top of my head, I would say you know the way upper stretches by like Mechanicsburg and that are pretty small. And I've fished them. Anything downstream of you know Thorntown ish area, and that's probably eighty five miles of it is. You know, you can catch smallmouth honestly on any part of it. Yeah, so I mean that's drop in a bridge and go fish. Yeah, I mean, I, I there's really, you know, giving a hot stretch on this river is kind of like, I mean, it's just just to say something. I mean, honestly, it's yeah, it's it's all good. You know, go we've, out we've there. We basically flip a coin when we go. You know, like, I mean, honestly, I mean, yeah, there's really there's really no spot that you go to and you think, oh, this is going to be shitty. The you know, only just, so. Neither one of us have fished towards the confluence of the Wabash and Sugar. So that that's actually... Like below Turkey Run? Yeah, I fished a little bit below Turkey Run, waiting, um, but not a lot. And I actually, if you remember, I lost a freaking monster right. um, down real down far. But we talked about that forever, floating that you know last 10 miles or so, and we just have never done it. Yeah. So, but it, w- with that said, it, it gets way sandier downstream. So the substrate changes from more of a rocky substrate to sand, silty. So, and I know. think when the Wabash is flowing high, it backs up into the yeah 
just like it does on the tippy. Yeah. And it'll back up about a mile back upstream. So, but there are, there are access points down there. So yeah, there's there's definitely bridges and stuff. I just I know I've seen it. Like when I went, it was in the middle of summer, and uh, it was like there were stretches where it was like ankle deep for like half a mile. So uh, and one other thing I was gonna say, you know, the only the only real obstacle on the river, I guess, is the dam that's right there in Crawford. Just right, plow over <laughs> right above two thirty one. Uh yeah, so that's kind just of just ramp it. It's a low head, low head dam. <laughs> Don't <laughs> ramp it. <laughs> I'm exposing us to all kinds of <laughs> legal people are going to be punching people in the face and drowning in dams. <laughs> okay, you definitely should go over go- the dam. You should punch somebody in the face <laughs> if they're, they're gonna trying go to the take dam. Small mouth. Tell my story. <laughs> that's what they're gonna say. Hey, hey, but. Cop. No, seriously, the guys on the podcast told me I could punch him in the face. What's a podcast? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I feel like we didn't talk about the fishing enough. But, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked about the river itself. We didn't didn't talk about the, well, let's talk about this, like seasons. How about that? I mean, I so, think I, we, co- we, co- we covered it. Yeah, we did all right. Yeah. I mean, there's something else you need to say. Go ahead, but. Well, we didn't talk about the winter stuff at all. It's a great winter spot. Yeah. So winter fishing, going back to our winter episode, you know, finding those like deep, slow-moving pools, there are definitely ones in Sugar Creek um, that hold fish, and uh, we've we've had some success um, in the wintertime. Big Ned Rig spot in the winter. Ned Rig, yeah. We've uh, also caught them on Float and Fly. Yeah, so. Float and Fly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. Uh, my brother fell into the river last year and almost got hypothermia. I didn't. I don't know if I knew that. You didn't know that? No. When him and I went in the summer or in the in the dead of winter, it was like seventeen degrees. We could. I had like ice in my guides. Like it was. It was. Horrible. How did he fall in? Were you waiting? Yeah, we were waiting. Oh. Okay. Uh, and he fell, and like the water like completely filled his waders up, oh and it gosh. was like seventeen degrees, and we had to like run out. Yeah, he that's... had to like run out. He it was it was scary. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. And then you almost died from hypothermia. I did fall. not. <laughs> you guys made that into a way bigger deal than it was. I I like went into rescue mode. I I basically saved your life. You guys are crazy. <laughs> Chris was setting up against a tree. <laughs> Can you guys get the fire going? That's so ridiculous. <laughs> I did I did it sit there while you happened. guys built the fire. It's, it's it was accurate. I, I did not sit there when you built the fire. That's that's for sure. Oh, and then, you know, there's one other thing, too. There's a Friends of Sugar Creek page on Facebook. It has six likes. No, it does not. <laughs> it, has, it has a bunch of likes. It has okay. 570 or something. So go check out Friends of Sugar Creek. And if you're interested in, in uh, getting fly patterns and stuff like that, you can always stop in at the uh, guys at Moving Water Outfitters and just tell them where you're going. And I'm sure that they'd be more than happy to tell you you know what the river's fishing like what kind of patterns are working and all that stuff and they'll probably try and sell you some stuff you don't need and then you know <laughs> get you on their way bunch of overpriced jokers in there don't go i'm just kidding no they're good good people i just bought a uh well i'm not i'm gonna save it for the well well we can move on to the next into the normal segments if you want what's what's new in your box josh i got i got two things go ahead 
I have two things that I would like to share on okay. the segment. The first one I bought today at uh, Moving Waters Outfitters. It's uh, an anchor wizard for my kayak. I know you're. I know you're not a kayak guy anymore. I I, I know God. that. Listen, I told Josh one time I know that you, I that I don't prefer kayaking, like kayak fishing. I said, hey, and now Chris. I'm literally excommunicado. I said, He's I said, going hey, on. Chris, a- I said you should. <laughs> I said you should put bars on your your new car and he's like, eh, I, I don't really like kayak fishing. So, oh, okay. Oh, all right. No, 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 no. It's a little lowbrow. It's, low it's, it's a little lowbrow. I said, I don't think I'll probably do a lot of kayak fishing without you going with me and you can just pull the trailer. That's what I said. Yeah. And then, and then I, mean, I get excommunicated. You're going on a fishing trip this weekend to which I was not even like mentioned. Yeah. Even I mean, after I brought it up, you, you just went last night and you didn't invite me. That's not true. I did invite you. You didn't invite me. I texted you that day. You actually, the last text you said, there's no way I can go. (laughs) Yeah, because I felt stupid because you're like, oh, I can't go. Well, I couldn't, but. I was like, oh, me either. (laughs) (laughs) And then you went. (laughs) And then I went. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever, dude. I'm not. Whatever. You you get butt hurt kind of easily. It's all right. That's all right, dude. No, enjoy your your fishing trip, all right? You don't even want to go where we're going anyways. Still would have been nice went. for an invite. You know I wouldn't have gone. Well, yeah, we were fishing a tournament, so I'd like to on this podcast live, I'd like to get an invite to this fishing trip. Why don't you don't you have other people you can go fish with? Just invite don't just you, just give me an invite. What? I want an invite to this trip. No, I'm not <laughs> inviting you. Well, you guys heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got an anchor wizard. For those of you who don't know, it's a cool little anchor thingy that retains your line you can wind up your anchor i've used dog leashes for a long time so you know shelled out some decent bucks for that but the thing i'm most excited about is i uh, posted this on my instagram but i pre-ordered the uh the new 3.75 inch baby bull shad and that sucker you got 3.75 inches of something else. I'm too. really used to 3.75 <laughs> inches. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, Add 9.75. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show Chris this so he can appreciate it. So Chris scoffed at the original purchase that I made of the uh, the fu- the five inch bull shad. Yeah. I haven't even taken out the package. That thing's fresh. This is good. it's like a toy collector. It just all is sits it, in the pack. Is it? I, well, you don't need to hold it. I'm. I haven't even it. looked at it that much. Oh my god! How good does that look? You're ridiculous. How good does that look? I mean, it looks. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it looks like a fish. Yeah, dude, that little, thing is. That thing is gonna be money. Yeah, three point seven five inch bull shad. It looks like a shad. It's perfect for a smallmouth. That's that's like the perfect size. Made by Mike Buckass. <laughs> Buka. Oh, Mike Buka. Sorry. Catchco uh, <laughs> spent nearly two years working with Mike Buckass <laughs> to bring a modified version of his revolutionary swim bait to the masses without compromising Mike's demanding quality standards. So he, like, the story behind Bullshads is he started making these in his garage, and he, like, has... They're handmade with resin, and they're like 50 bucks a piece. Okay. And he went and had these mass manufactured with ABS plastics. These are a lot cheaper, but they're smaller, and they're you know made just like a traditional lure. 
But anybody that knows anything about swim baits, bull shad's like the first recommendation that you get for you know catching fish. That was a it's a very popular popular swim bait. So, anyways, that's what's new in my box. Um, Chris, uh, yeah. have you had any time to go get anything and shove it in your box? Nope. Uh, nothing. Nope. I haven't bought anything. You haven't even tied a fly. I've tied some flies, but they're experimental and they they did not work. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you throw them? Yeah. yeah you, is that, are they the ones you brought for me today? <laughs> <laughs> didn't bring you any flies today? I know. No, I, no, I I tied some uh, yeah some flies that they they didn't work. I they don't swim right, so they're all the skirt on them. Got I tried to make a a different type of uh, spinner bait type fly. And mm. it, it just didn't work out. They were all that dirty all, water. Yeah, they got all like uh, the skirt just got all wrapped around the hook, and they just didn't look right. So I need to put mm. more body in them. I think. Gotcha. Yeah, they didn't work. Um, but okay. I went fishing last night with old Derek Burton. Yeah, did tell pretty me about well. That. Got a the, the the one that you didn't invite me on. Is that is that the one? No, I did invite you. I mean, that's, <laughs> no. a, that's one of the key differences. That's one of the key differences between us. <laughs> that's not true. I, I did literally. I mean, I was texting you like, "Hey, I'm fishing tonight." You're like, "No, absolutely not." I, I like, did say. So that. then I just said, "Okay, me either. I can't go." It I was did. like when you ask a girl to prom and she's like, "No, I think I'm. I'm got somebody else." I'm like, "Oh, I didn't want to go anyways. Yeah, me either. I'm gonna go <laughs> hang out with my friends and play paintball, something like that." So, anyways, yeah, I, we went. We did all right. Um, yeah, you caught a pretty nice fish there. Yeah. You have two pictures of the same fish, right? Yeah, two pictures of that's, the same that's fish. That's cute that you did that, and you keep checking your likes every, like, five minutes on here just to see what you're up to. Let's see what I'm up to. Just kidding. Uh, no. I... <laughs> you just looked. You already know. What Do I? Yeah, Wait, what, 395. What? Oh, you said it, not me. You're, you're such a <laughs> You're such you a checking my You're such an Insta star. Damn you're, right. I'm going to start flexing my ass on Instagram. That's going to take Oh, you, that's oh, you know what, Chris? You didn't mention what? Chris uh recently got a pro step offer. He's joining the team, bud. No, I I didn't join it. But well, yeah, but you got offered it. Yeah, but I mean, I think you yeah. You, you declined it? I haven't accepted it yet. No. <laughs> You're being so coy. Just, I mean, I'm not sure if I'm going to. I th- I think you should at least I tell the audience I think it's a about pre- it. I think Maybe it's we a should premature, weigh in. Tell tell. I think it's a premature. Uh, I think they saw the picture disclosure. of you in that purple dress shirt and the albino catfish, and they're like, "We have to have this guy." Yeah, you're damn right. <laughs> and that's not a purple shirt. That's a red shirt. For the record, like somebody else said something like that. It it's a pink purple. shirt. It's it's. It's, it's red. It's a red. Hey, it's very appropriate for Easter. I don't wear pink well, at all. I think you're wearing a purple I'm too, shirt. I'm too pale to wear pink. People see me wearing pink, they think I'm like sick or drunk <laughs> or sunburned. Yeah. I don't wear pink. It's a red shirt. It's just, it's it's weird. Looking. I don't know. I think your shirt looks kind of like the tail. It was such catfish. a, it was definitely the weirdest fish I've ever caught on a fly rod for sure. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. But anyways, you got some reviews for us here. I, and by the way, I'm still waiting on that invite. I'm just a, just, <laughs> it's not going to come. Just give You're me gonna, a, you, you just, get, I have a sleeping pad if you want to go ahead and sleep in here because it's not going Give coming. me an invite. <laughs> Just nah. on the air. I know what's going to happen if what? I invite you. Be like, okay, all right. W- when we leave it, <laughs> you're waiting. Why would be so bad about that? 
No, it's then you've just got not... another guy to go with you. Nah, no, I'm good. All right, well, we don't have to invite you every trip. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I go, I go. You go on trips without me all the time. It's all right. When, dude, we like barely fished together last year. You fish like it's because you bought a house. No, I no, 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 no. It's all, all right. right. Hey, this is for all the listeners. If anybody wants to be my fishing buddy, send me a message. <laughs> I'm I'm all callers. All I'm I'm you know taking on all I'm coming on all takers and taking on all comers. So there you go. <laughs> he loves taking on all comers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All read right. our reviews so we can get out of here. I'm going to go home in dejection. Man, who who we got a lot of more reviews. I I didn't realize we had this much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Go ahead. Um okay. <laughs> this is so awkward. What? <laughs> What's well, awkward? I'm just I don't have a tear in my eye or anything. <laughs> I think you're crying. I swear to god, I don't have a tear in my eye. All right. This is <laughs> This is from Big Sug 430. It says, note to self, if I only had an hour or so to live, I would make sure to spend it listening to this podcast since it feels like an eternity. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I do enjoy the podcast and the non-serious nature of the episodes. I'm a big fan of the self-deprecating humor as well as ball-busting and nut-punching. We love nut-punching here. Yeah. We love it. Um Maybe you and your buddies can do some of that <laughs> shit on your trip. This oh, weekend. we're going to do tons of nut punching. Whatever, dude. I'm going to send you pictures of us punching each other's nuts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Who's your Brandon? Says clearing up some things. Great show. I always enjoy it. First off, my hands are of average size. Who? <laughs> this is pretty good. Yeah, it's Brandon Burroughs, yeah. Um, I don't have a clue how to Photoshop. My wife does, and I figure if she is, if she is as good at us. I don't understand this. My wife does, and I figure if she is good at it, so am I. Okay. Yeah. That's why it's listed on my LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. This is the guy that caught that fish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I've been using the beer to store live bait since I was a kid. It is excellent for storing hex nymphs, helgramites, and small crayfish for spontaneous <laughs> fishing trips. Hit me up if you want to make it to the tippy tight lines, Brandon. That's good stuff. That's a great. That's a great review. Yeah, good review. Despite me butchering good the middle of it, <laughs> reading is tough. <laughs> yeah, no, I great. Know. It's a great review. Good uh, fisherman. Yeah, uh, this is from Papa V three GA. Love the podcast. Great podcast for river anglers. I enjoyed listening to these two on my commute. Very entertaining and informative. Love the guests and the Smalley lure drafts. Some. Uh, some of the insights provided. Okay, so some of the insights provided can hone your skills on your home water. Great job and congrats. Uh, Malmi River Smalley says thanks, guys. I really enjoyed your n- number fourteen. Your thoughts on barbed or barbless was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Ohio and enjoy fishing the Malmi River for Smalleys. Great job, guys. Andy, uh, this is from Tyrell G. Uh, love this podcast. Feels like you guys are speaking directly to me and my interests. I'm a recent fly fishing convert as well as my brothers. Oh, as well, and my brothers make fun of me for being naughty and fan- haughty and fancy. Haughty? Haughty, yeah. It's haughty. Oh. It's like uppity. Okay, gotcha, yeah. So you're haughty. Then is that, is that kind of you. what you're saying? I appreciate it. Did um, you say haughty or haughty? Haughty. Okay, got it. So I really relate to that banter. My only complaint is... The length. Make them longer. Keep it up, fellas, and thanks for starting this. Ooh, they're pretty long as it is. 
Yeah, that's um, the same thing. My that's the same complaint my wife has. <laughs> <laughs> he set us up for that. Make him longer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that was um, a terrible. Drum yeah, roll. That was <laughs> bad for both of us. <laughs> what, what is it? How's it go? <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> there he is. Oh, nice. There we got it. We'll capture that. We'll yeah. just edit over all that. About as bad as my reading. Um, Luke from PF, Smalley Love, found this podcast. PF loved it. Changs. Nice. Yeah. Found this podcast. <laughs> loved it. Love Indie too. The intro is cool and the topics are great. Cool show, guys. I'm a new listener, but now I'm tuned in. Thanks. And then we got C Sanchez 40, Super Smalley Pod. Thank you guys for putting the effort into this pod. This pod is a great listen. You guys are very natural. I'm a California transplant and somewhat new to Indiana. Find your pod a great resource. I'm pumped to start my river adventures and learn more about smallies. Go look out there and keep up the great work. Hey, hit me up if you it's want to fish stuff. together. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> He's gonna, looking for a new fishing buddy. <laughs> I'm looking for a new fishing buddy. So. All right. Um, that's all I have, man. Yeah, I'm not going to do the donkey wrangler segment this week. We um, didn't. We didn't get any. No, nah, I mean we. No, we didn't get any. Uh, we did get one, uh, but you know, the, it's just it wasn't a great week for Indiana fishing. So, you yeah, know, we'll, we'll 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 get back at it again. You know, everybody will get back onto some good water. There was a guy, Dennis Lewis, I think, who somehow found fishable water like a week ago, but. Hmm. I guess I'm. I you kind of wrangled some be, donkeys last night without me on the trip. You didn't invite me on. <laughs> I, I think you know maybe I'll maybe I'll claim credit as donkey wrangler of the week, and and we all know featured I do, donkey wrangler. And I do have Christian small hands. Vaughn. I did post the fish multiple times on Instagram. He did uh, back to back. I did a lot of hashtags with it. All the hashtags, lots of photoshops, lots of filters. Um, and you know, you guys all know that I'm a pathetic son of a bitch who doesn't have anybody to fish with and I'm sad all the time. So just, you know, that's all that you can I, say about me. Seriously. I haven't, I haven't, the last time I fished was when you and I mm, oh, went yeah, to sure. Big Walnut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, seriously. It's been yeah. forever. Like I, I am like dying inside. Yeah. <laughs> well, have fun on your big trip this weekend, man. Go Whatever. Down, don't act like you're not going down to fish. the green river. I hope you don't catch a fucking fish. <laughs> I hope you don't. I literally hope you don't catch a fish. Probably won't. I hope you don't. Yeah. I hope you get skunked out and I hope you, that you guys all just hey, weep. But between you and I, you know, that will not happen. I hope <laughs> but it you does. know it won't. I hope you catch one, maybe two. I'm gonna send you picture updates ev- like all day. I'm gonna be honest. I hope fish I'm catching. I hope you don't catch a fish. And you know what I'm gonna do <laughs> on Saturday night? I'm gonna go to some some mud butt you know trash river here in Indiana. I'm gonna catch a twenty, and I, and I'm gonna post it on your Facebook, and I'm gonna say it's you. JK, it was me. <laughs> Any pictures you see of Josh holding a twenty, it's me photoshopping it. It's actually my fish. Is it? It's gonna. It's gonna make me feel like that time whenever you went to St. Clair and I sent you a picture of a twenty-incher as you were coming back home. <laughs> right, like that time that you and Snod went up to the Menominee and I caught a twenty out of White Lake. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, forgot about that. Yeah. Enjoy your trip. Don't catch a fish. Bye. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Free the biter. <laughs>